Welcome into the In the Money podcast for Saturday, January 16th at the Fairgrounds. Tom Leach along with Jim Goodman, Keeneland's Director of Wagering Development. We have four stakes races that make up a really nice late pick four. Two of them are graded, including a derby prep to wrap up the late pick four. Jim, let's jump into it with the grade three Louisiana stakes at a mile and a 16th on the main track. And we've got some familiar names, including last year's Louisiana Derby winner in here. How did you see this race? I thought this race was really cool. I've got noted really good race with lots of angles. Uh, and so I'll go through. I like five horses in here when we get to pick four. Uh, I suppose that, that the horse that I would pick to win it uh, might be title ready. Uh, it was really going well last year. They tried him in the Breeders' Cup Classic. And then uh, he, he ran up the track, went up at 66 to 1. So it was kind of a wild shot after he almost won the Fayette. But then he came back to the Clark and was never in the race. Uh, got beat eight and three quarters, just never never got in the race at all. And they've laid him off since November. But I think if he recovers the, the form that he had last fall at, at Churchill and Keeneland, he's got a big shot in here. Uh, you mentioned um, the former Louisiana Derby winner, Wells Bayou. And uh, he hasn't been out since the Arkansas Derby last year in May. So obviously he has some issues, but Brad Cox gets them, back, gets them ready no matter whether they're off a layoff or not. And that was the only time he raced at, at uh, Fairgrounds. He won the Louisiana Derby, set him up for the, uh, you would think, for the Kentucky Derby, but then he ran the Arkansas and didn't do well, and they just took him off the, off the trail. Uh, Sonneman, the nine, ran second to Maxfield in December uh, at, at Fairgrounds in his Fairgrounds debut with a 93 buyer in Maxfield would be one to five in this in this uh, field. You also have uh, Blackberry Wine, another one that was on the Derby Trail last year for a while and got a 98 buyer in a real easy race coming back cleaning up for this. Um, so I, I think you've got a lot of ways you can go in here. Uh, it's a very wide open race, and there's no way that I think you can narrow it down. You may you may be smarter than I am and get a single here, but uh, I'm going to go really deep in the pick four. And uh, title ready is my very lukewarm favorite to win. I could not find a single in here. Um, I ended up when I will talk about this when we get to the pick four tickets, but I had uh, trouble uh, really narrowing down any of these. I had to take some stands to try to get the ticket affordable. I ended up uh, using three horses in here, taking Silver Prospector on top. I, I liked the comeback off uh, the layoff for this one, a couple of nice numbers. Uh, and I think this horse uh, is going to improve as a four-year-old. Um, beat um, Tis the Law, actually, at two. And didn't really uh, take it to that next level at three. But sometimes uh, horses kind of regroup and uh, they get uh, going again at four. And that's what I'm expecting for Silver Prospector, who had a nice finish to his three-year-old campaign. And I love the works. Uh, the sharp five furlongs, uh, two back, and then a... Just a slow half miles, kind of a classic Asmussen uh, pattern uh, when his horses are, are set to run well. So I'm going to take Silver Prospector. I like Blackberry Wine, horse that uh, comes off a 98 buyer figure in mid-December and has run well at the fairgrounds and has good speed. And then uh, I'm going to take Wells Bio as my other one uh, off the, the good form last spring for Brad Cox and uh, one for one on this track. Uh, but I could certainly go deeper not going to when we get to uh, the pick uh, four. Uh, but I would, you know, if you want to play more within the race, uh, title ready would probably be the next one for me in there. The 11th race is on the turf at a mile and a 16th. 
four-year-olds up in the Colonel E.R. Bradley stakes. Uh, I like the logical myths last race. Uh, breakout 98 buyer figure. Uh, horses four for five at the fairgrounds. Um, so I think he's maybe stepped up his game and can come right back and uh, win a stake here. Uh, Big Agenda is the other one uh, I went to for Mike Maker. Uh, ran off a, of a freshening on the synthetic at Turfway. And Maker wins at about 19% on the synthetic to turf angle. I think this is where this horse will be best. And I think he fits well in here as well. Uh, I would, you know, if I go deeper, I'd look at Spectacular Gem, uh, really good speed, and Sailing Solo, who uh, ran real well behind Logical Myth. Uh, so I, I could go deeper than I will end up going on my ticket to keep it affordable. But Logical Myth for me. How about you? Uh, I like the same horse. Um, I think that last race uh, where Logical Myth uh, came out of the same race as Spectacular Gem and Sailing Solo, if you go back and watch it, it was a pace duel between the last two, Spectacular Gem and Sailing Solo, and one faded to fourth and one faded to fifth, and Logical Myth came in was two, two and a half lengths off the lead and just mowed them down in the stretch. That could happen again here if both those jockeys on Sailing Solo and Spectacular Jim want to do it again. Now, Spectacular Jim in particular has shown an ability to track off the pace, so he's going to be my second choice in here, just thinking that Jimmy Graham got, you know, got nailed last week or, or last month in that pace duel, and he may just let... Um, the uh, 10 Sailing Solo go on with it. Sailing Solo is going to the lead no matter what because uh, all you got to do is look back. He's been first at the first call in every race except that last race, and he was second by head. And that's what happened with him at Spectacular, Spectacular Gym. They just threw it down and, and neither could hang on. Uh, if Spectacular Gym does track it, then Sailing Solo becomes a controlling speed, so I'm also going to use him. Use all three out of that race. And then the other horse that I liked in here was Barad for Brett Calhoun. Coming off a long layoff, uh, at, but the last races, last few races at Gulfstream were really good. Uh, consistent 91, 93, 94 buyers. Uh, if Brett Calhoun has this horse ready off the layoff, and he's 22% this type of layoff, uh, I think Barad has a shot uh, at a pretty good price. So four deep here, but logical myth would be my win pick. Twelfth race, the Silver Bullet Day is for three-year-old fillies. They'll go a mile and 70 yards on the main track. And I really had trouble narrowing down here. Where did you land? I narrowed it down, but I don't like it much because I had to go five and four deep the first two legs, so I don't have much money to spend on the last two. Um, I went with three horses here, and my top pick is uh, going to be Sunpath for uh, Brad Cox and for Ron Giroux. Romped last time and allowance tune up for this by 12 and three quarters. Had broken his maiden or maiden by three lengths at Churchill and seven furlongs the time before that. So if she steps forward, I think she's going to be really tough to beat here. But super sensational for Mark Cassie coming off two Woodbine wins, tries the dirt for the first time. And Charlie's Penny for Chris Block coming out of a stakes race at Fairgrounds where she ran uh, a good third to Joyce Rocket. Uh, I think uh, any any filly that she posted an 82 buyer in her debut on the poly at uh, at uh, Arlington, and the last two dirt races have been 72 and 80, so she's coming into form as well. So I'm going to stick with those three here, but uh, I really like Sunpath on the outside with Brad Cox. I went real deep in here. I ended up taking Princess Theorem on top, 
Uh, I liked the second start, that 78 buyer figure. And off that, they put her into the grade two goldenrod at Churchill. And she ran respectively. Ran fifth, beat about half the field. And uh, I like uh, the the Walsh barn uh, down there at the fairgrounds, as well as right here in Kentucky. So I'm going to take Princess Theorem, but I like Super Sensational for the angle you mentioned. Charlie's Penny, the uh, the two-horse, big improvement off a of break. Uh, Moon, I have to look up the name, Moon Swag, I think. Divine Comedy, the six for Brad Cox, coming off a, a maiden win. And the other Cox is the nine Sun Pass. So I'm going to go six deep when we uh, get to the pick four. Uh, I really had trouble narrowing down here. The 13th race is the grade three Lecompte. Three-year-olds going a mile and a 16th on the uh, one of the early derby preps here. I took the one-horse Midnight Bourbon for the Asmussen Barn. Was favored in its first two starts, so they must have had a pretty high opinion. Uh, like the uh, pedigree for stretching out from those mile races, I think uh, he'll be even better, and he gets a nice draw. Uh, I think this horse has been battle-tested. He ran uh, third in a grade one, ran in a grade three. A lot of these are just coming off of uh, you know, uh, maiden or first-level allowance wins. The 10 was so impressive, Mandaloon, for Cox in the races last fall that I'm going to take that one next. And then uh, Proxy for Stidham has uh, been racing well there at the fairgrounds. And then Arabian Prince ran well in the uh, Kentucky Jockey Club. And I'm going to take that one for Dallas, or look at that one for Dallas Stewart. I actually am not going to use it when we get to the big four to keep the ticket a little more affordable. But I think that one is certainly one worth taking a look at as well. Who do you like in the Lecompte? Same horses, different order. Uh, I like Brad Cox and Mandaloon. I think Cox is going to sweep the last two. Um, this horse was very impressive at Churchill. Uh, stretches out for the first time, mile and 16th after that seven furlong win, but, uh, uh bread to, to like it into mischief, uh, has done so well with his young runners and, and, and this one is, is the real deal, I think. But I think Midnight Bourbon has a big shot. They really like this horse going into Iroquois off that huge Ellis Park win. And he ran well, only got beat two links, uh, to sitting on go. And then he comes back in the Champagne, a grade one. And didn't embarrass himself. Ran third. Uh, Six-horse field, though. Got beat 14 and a half. Of course, Jack's warrior, uh, uh, Jackie's warrior really ran off with that. And reinvestment risk was second by eight. So there was no com- competition with the top two. Uh, but he showed enough ability there. I think he fits really well here. And my third choice would be Proxy. Uh, that's out of respect for Mike Stidham, who's 11.47 at the fairgrounds, 23%. Mitchell Merle is tearing it up down there uh, and uh, is, is the leading rider at Fairgrounds. So I'm going to stick with those three with Mandalay and the 10 being my top choice. It's a nice card. Uh, late pick four is, is a challenging sequence. Uh, how'd you look at uh, your ticket? I've got an interesting ticket. I spent 90 bucks. I've got five horses in the first leg, uh, three, four, six, eight, nine, with title ready to six being, again, a lukewarm favorite since I'm going five deep. Logical Myth is my top pick in the second leg, uh, but I'm going one, five, eight, ten with four horses there. And then the Silver Bullet Day, the uh, Brad Cox outside horse, the nine is my top pick, but I'm also going to go with one and three. So one, three, nine there. And then one, four, ten in the uh, Leconte. If I spread more in the, in the Silver Bullet Day, I wouldn't have a problem in singling Cox there. I think Mandaloon is going to win this race. But just in case I'm wrong, I've got a couple of backup bullets at Midnight Bourbon and uh, Proxy. So one four ten. So my pick four ticket is three four six eight nine, 
with 15810, with 139, with 1410, and that's a $90 spread ticket. If we can both get live coming into that last leg, we'll have it because I like the same three. Um, I'm going to start with 348, uh, then 1 and 4. I'm just going to go logical myth and big agenda. Uh, not real confident about being that narrow there, but I'm going to go six deep in the Silver Bullet Day. 1, 2, 3, 5, 6, 9, and then 1, 4, 10 in the last leg for you. $72 ticket. And um, not confident that. Uh, I've covered all the bases I would like to have covered, but to keep it affordable, uh, went uh, they went that way three by two by six by three. So, best of luck wherever you are playing. Hopefully, Jim and I will uh, be alive together going into that last leg at the fairgrounds. Nice card there, and uh, some other good spots around the country on Saturday. Laurel has a nice card this weekend, actually. So, uh, wherever you're playing. Keep that Keeneland Select account loaded up. you got NFL playoff action, college basketball to watch while you also play the races. Good luck, and we'll be back next week with another edition of the End the Money podcast for KeenelandSelect.com.